we have our first ever guest for you this evening, an ex-Lancashire cricketer who was part of an amazing season in 2011 for the county and was actually at the crease to celebrate this moment. Welcome everyone to the second episode of the Back to Sport podcast. I'm very pleased to say we have ex-Lancashire cricketer Carl Brown with us today. Good evening, Carl. Good evening. For those that don't know Carl, um, he's a right-handed batsman and right-arm medium-paced bowler uh, who played for Lancashire until 2018 after making his first-class debut in 2006 for the county. So, Carl, thank you for being our, our first guest on the Back to Sport podcast. No problem, and thanks for mentioning me bowling as well. <laughs> well, that's a question I've got for later, actually, but um, I'll tell you what, we'll go straight into that now then, eh? Um, I, was, I was just wondering, when did you actually um, stop considering yourself to be an all-rounder? Um, I think I found out reasonably quickly in professional cricket that I was never going to be quick enough. Um, I think... My medium pace, I think, needed the ball to be doing quite a lot. Um, and on good pitches in professional cricket, that didn't happen very often. So I just, <laughs> found myself, I just found myself fielding for most of the time. Did you expect it to be as hard bowling or did you, did you, was it what you expected to be that tough? Um, yeah, I always knew that batting was my strong suit and bowling just, I guess, I, I, I did bits here and there. Um, and could be effective on the, on the right sort of surface, but I never thought that I would I would really be good enough to to bowl um, a lot in in professional cricket. Yeah, I was just, I was just looking at your, your your batting stats actually, um, looking at like three thousand five hundred runs at first class cricket, um, two thousand four hundred runs at limited overs cricket, and then nearly two thousand two hundred in in T twenties. I'm just wondering, out of those, do you think were any of those a bit of a more of a disappointment than others, or do you think your your style of batting lent itself to to one of those versions of the game? Uh, that's a good question, to be honest. Uh, I've, yeah, I've thought about this a lot, um, and I do feel I I underachieved. I think in first class cricket, in the longer form of the game, four day cricket, I think um, I would have liked to to have achieved a little bit more. Um, I think it probably in terms of hundreds and and things like that. I think I, I didn't quite do myself justice in in that form of the game. Um, do you just think that was down? Do you think that was down to your batting style, or or do you just think you just didn't quite get the breaks or consistency in selection? Um, to be honest, I'd probably put it down to a few things. I I think um, I played a lot of games on club ground, so I played. A lot of games at Liverpool, Southport, places like that, where it's it is more difficult to score runs. Um, but I think if I look at myself, I would have to say that I think mentally I I found it more difficult um, in four day cricket. I think because you have that time to think more, and you've got to sort of um, build in innings a little bit more. I think I probably struggled from that point of view, whereas. When I played in one-day cricket, I just sort of freewheeled a bit and um, just went with the flow a little bit more. And I, I sort of wish I played a, probably a bit more like that in the longer form. 
Yeah, you, I mean, I, I watched you a few times on the TV, and you certainly seem more naturally, um, more natural to the shorter version of the game. That seemed to be like you were you were batting a bit more freely and without maybe thinking a little bit more. Yeah, I think the game almost dictates that in T Twenty cricket. So you you're almost forced into playing shots straight away, and I think, as I said before, mentally for me that made it a lot easier. Um, and I think I just enjoyed that way of playing more. I probably just just didn't quite allow myself to do that in four day cricket. I think because you almost feel like you have to play a certain way. But I yeah. think we've seen with the way cricket's gone these days and the likes of um, Jason Roy and if you look a bit further back, Kevin Peterson, they played pretty much the same in all forms of cricket. And I think yeah, definitely yeah. For me, I wish I'd I'd have. Played like that a little bit more. It's an interesting fact. Um, obviously, we we play for the ball, uh, play for the same uh, cricket club in Aberton, Aberton CC. Uh, I don't think we actually played at the same time. Actually, I think I was on my uh, my first semi-retirement when you were when you were uh, knocking the, the ball all over the place in the, in the first team. But I did find an interesting an interesting stat where it said one half or Carl. Uh, was one half of his hometown team's youngest opening partnership when he opened on the 31st of May 2003 for Aberton Creek Club's first team. So, can, one, can you remember that? And two, can you remember yeah, your opening partnership? Yeah, definitely can, yeah. Um, it, was, it was Paul Keenan, um, a really good mate of mine. Um, we, we sort of grew up playing together. Uh, he was a very good junior cricketer, uh, went on to play in the Liverpool comp and had success in the Liverpool comp. Um, and we opened together for Atherton. I think, I think we, we might've been 14 and 15. So pretty young to be playing in first team cricket. So, um, yeah, absolutely. but nice to also be batting with one of my best mates as well, which was good. You remember what your opening stand was? Um, I've not got a clue to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's going a bit too far back. Just a bit, yeah. Right, okay. Um, what I'd like to do, just ask you a, a couple of questions just about um, maybe your early beginnings and how you progressed through your career. Uh, and the first one I'd like to ask you is, who was your biggest influence on your on your career? Um, well, I think if I look at it in stages, then definitely early on, when I was growing up, it was my dad. He was pretty much... My coach, I would say, until I got onto sort of Lanx Academy. Uh, I think I was quite lucky in the sense that he was, a, I think, as as well you know yourself, he was a very good cricketer himself. Yeah, um, definitely. So I was quite lucky that he could bowl at me for hours in the nets. So uh, I definitely got the benefit from that side. Um, and I think he, having watched me from an early age, he, he had a, a very good idea of, when things were going wrong and he could alter my technique sort of accordingly. And and I think he, he did a really good job of that when I was younger. I know it was one of my memories when I used to uh, go down to the cricket club and for any, any young cricketers out there, I think it showed how much you do have to practice. It was watching your dad bowling at you, um, giving you throwdowns to practice your technique. And you were there for, you were there for hours on end sometimes practicing, practicing your batting. So it just goes to show that, that's the kind of thing you need to do to, you know, to make it as a cricketer. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I owe him a lot. And I think uh, ha- had it not been for him putting those hours in, 
when I was younger, I don't think I would have got where I, where I did in the end. Uh, so I think I do owe him a lot for, for giving up his time. The next one I've got for you, uh, Carl, is, is what was your what was your proudest moment in cricket? Uh, proudest moment, I think it it would definitely have to be 2011, the championship win. I think to be part of a team uh, that hadn't won the championship for 77 years, uh, to to win it with uh, a, a big crop of homegrown players, I think was definitely the biggest achievement by far, I think. Yeah, it's funny you said that, actually. The opening, um, obviously you won't have heard it, but when this, when this podcast goes out, it's going to be a clip of uh, Stephen Croft hitting the winning runs. And unfortunately, it doesn't give you to an actual name mention, which is a shame, because that would have been nice. Yeah. Um, but as the, um, as the YouTube clip went on, um, it does say that it was, it was almost like a bit of a surprise that that crop of players achieved what they achieved. It was... It was unexpected. Would you would you agree with that, or did you have a quiet confidence within the camp? I think it was. I think it was definitely unexpected. Um, we we believed in our in our own ability, but I think when you looked around at some of the other sides, then I think you would you would definitely look at us as as being how, almost relegation candidates. I think if a few people said uh, so, to go on and win it from being almost written off, I think, made it even more special. Yeah, it was certainly a fantastic year. Yeah, brilliant right. year. Um, the next one I've got for you, Carl, is uh, the best player or best players you played with? Um, again, that's a good question. There's quite a few. Uh, so I think if I look, if I look at it from a, a Lancashire player point of view, then obviously... Freddie Flintoff has got to be right up there. Um, I didn't quite play with him when he was at his best, I don't think. But I did manage to play with him on a few occasions, which was great. And then the other one would be Jimmy Anderson as well. Obviously, speaks for himself. He's a top-class bowler. Yeah, he wasn't a bad one, was he? Yeah, very good. (laughs) I'm saying was he. He's still going, really, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I think he'll he'll be going for a good few years yet as well. Yeah, certainly breaking a few more records. I think if he uh, if he carries on, definitely. I can yeah, I can see it happening. Right to, to lighten the mood a little bit. Who's the biggest joker um, that you've had in the changing room? Uh, there's one person that stands out for me, and when I was growing up, it'd have to growing up through the Lanks system, it'd have to be Mal Loy, I think. Um, he was one of the senior players when I first sort of broke into the second team and he was just doing stuff pretty much day in day out Just pretty, he was just a, a great character to sort of have around Is there any stories that are suitable to be, to be aired? Um, I think one of the best ones was we. The, I think I might have been doing 12th man um, so I'm, I'm obviously a young player in the changing room really nervous Sort of not knowing what what the right thing to do is. Um, Mal was out there batting, and Gray Onions was bowling. Uh, Gray Onions was bowling pretty quick, so he was a, a few bounces here and there, a few choice words. And Mal came off at lunch, absolutely fuming. So we were thinking, what's he going to do here? And at the old in the old changing rooms at Langs, there was a the home team balcony was above the away team balcony, so. 
Mallard spotted grey onions on the balcony below. Um, <laughs> walked off, got himself a bucket, filled it up with ice, ice cold water, walked out onto the balcony and tipped it all over grey onions. <laughs> <laughs> Was that picked up by the crowd as well? Uh, well, pretty much, yeah. So everybody could see it, but Mal, Mal wasn't bothered. So, so Mal, definitely a bit Mal, of a character. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Right, um, two of the next next few questions. Um, I spoke to uh, a mate of mine. He, he's he's really keen on his cricket. Goes to see, uh, goes to watch Lancashire a lot. Will have, will have watched you a lot too, and he's he's got a very strong opinion about um, the new hundred ball version of the game, um, and he's pretty much dead against it. Really, um, I was just wondering what what your thought, thoughts are on it, and do you think it's it's right for the game? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think um, opinions are quite divided on it. Um, my opinion is that I think it's great that they are they're trying to sort of advance the game and they're looking at new ways of getting people involved in cricket. Uh, they're trying to make it exciting. They're trying to make make it something that people want to watch, which I think is great. I think the only downside to it for me is that I think T20 cricket works as it is. Um, and I'm not sure why they they want to go away from that format. I think it's worked well in the IPL. I think the big bash is great. Um, so I, I would have just stuck with T20 cricket, but I think the overall concept of it all is great. Yeah, T20 cricket is is well established now. Like you're saying, it has changed the way um, the game is played at, at test level as well. I think his point was it's just too similar and it, it wasn't really needed. But but as you say, if it if it maybe brings uh, more crowds in then, possibly. Hopefully, it'll be a good thing for cricket. Yeah, I, th- I think it is good to freshen things up every now and then. Um, uh, yeah, I, th- I, r- I really like the idea uh, and I just hope that it works because I think there's been a lot of money put into it by the ECB and I think it if it does work, it'll be great for cricket. Um, but like I say, I'm... I, I wish they did have just stuck with the T Twenty format, but you know I could be wrong, and it could work really, really well. I guess only time will tell on that one. Yeah. Uh, right, the next one uh, might have to get you thinking. Cap on here, Carl. Um, who are your top three cricketers of all time? Um. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to choose from, but I think if I choose. A batter, a bowler and an all-rounder. I think, if I start with the all-rounder, I think I can't look much further than Jack Callis. I think his stats, I think, stack up probably better than anybody's. I think he averages about 55 with a bat and I think he he took almost 300 wickets with a ball. So, as an all-rounder, I think those stats are pretty much incredible, I think. Yeah, we... um... When we when we go watching the cricket every now and then at the, at the uh, Old Trafford, normally the Ashes, we tend to get in some creek conversations. And um, Callis is brought up regularly that he, he wasn't really you don't really hear his name a lot in that that bracket of great cricketers. And yet, when you look at his stats, they are, as you say, they're, they're unbelievable. Yeah, I think just because he wasn't that flair type of player that somebody like a Freddie was, uh, I, th- I don't think he probably gets. Um, the plaudits he deserves but for me just 
pure stats, runs, wickets. He's one of the best of all time, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Right, what about your batter? So I went with Tendulkar batting wise. Um, personally, I would have, I would have chosen Larry. I think he was my favourite to watch, but I went with Tendulkar for the fact that every time he went out to bat, um, he had so much pressure on him because of the the Indian public and how big cricket is in India. I think the pressure he was under every time he went out to bat was immense. And oh, he was perform, a god, wasn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So to perform the way. The way he did under that sort of pressure, I think that that takes some doing. Yeah, I don't think many people argue with Tendulkar. Yeah. What about your uh, your bowler? Uh, bowling wise, I went with Shane Warne. Um, again, uh, somebody that speaks for himself. Uh, stats are obviously brilliant. A great competitor. Um, great to watch, uh, but. Also performed the, the hardest skill in cricket bowling leg spin. So I think I don't I don't think we'll see another leg spinner as good as Shane Warne in cricket. No, certainly the stats. Um, I don't think they'll be uh, they'll be beat anytime soon. No, I think obviously Mullerithran's up there with with the stats, but I think a lot of his wickets were taken in the subcontinent, and I think Shane Warne did well wherever he went, whether it be England, Australia, India. I think he pretty much did well all around the world. So that just sort of puts him at the top for me. I just always loved Warren as a as a competitor. I remember the 2005 Ashes, uh, that unbelievable series. And there was one memory in particular where Flintoff, I think he got 100, um, put England in a brilliant position. And as, as, as he was walking off, Warren sort of ran after him and, uh, and gave him a round of applause and just thought that sort of summed him up as a, even though he was a com- really fierce competitor, he was, he played the game in the right spirit as well. Yeah, I think he did. As you say, I mean, he, he got stuck in when he was, when he was bowling and on the field, but I think he, he could sort of appreciate other people's performances as well, which I think is easier said than done, especially when you're sort of in the heat of battle. Yeah, he's, uh, he's certainly a character he'll definitely be missed from the game. Yeah, I'm glad that he's commentating. So I think we we still get sort of get to hear hear from him from from that side of things. But definitely, those people are always missed when they retire. Yeah, absolutely. Right, last little section, Carl. I've just called it moving on. Um, I found a little quote from yourself. Now I don't know how reliable quotes are. Um, the end of the quote said, in the end, it was the right time to move away from county cricket. I had a 13-year career, which I could have only dreamt of when I started, and I have no regrets about any decisions. Was that from the heart? Did you mean that? Or was there a, are there a, maybe a couple of regrets in there? Yeah, it was, it was definitely from the heart. I think you sort of know when it's the right time, and people said that to me throughout my career, and I sort of... I was the type of person that thought I would never want to stop playing cricket at the highest level. Um, but I think it got to a point where, um, the, I mean, the pressure becomes a lot. Um, and after years and years of sort of dealing with it and and having your ups and downs, you know, it, it does sort of, sort of become a lot to deal with in the end. And I thought, I just felt the time was right. 
Uh, I felt like I went I went out of the game still playing pretty well. I had a good season in T Twenty cricket, but I just felt like it was it was the right time to step away. And have you found the the transition from county cricket uh, into a job? Yeah, I mean that was an interesting one. I mean, it's it's, it's obviously still in cricket and coaching, but completely completely different. Uh, obviously, working in a school now at Cheadlehume School, coaching the first team, um, I've absolutely loved it. It was it was really difficult to start with, sort of getting used to it all and being in in a different environment. Um, but I think I've I've done just over a year in the job now, and yeah, it's it's great. Absolutely love it. Yeah, good, good. So you're enjoying that. Um, do you have any? Any future plans? Anything you you want to aim for? Have you got a goal in coaching that you'd like to achieve? I haven't. I haven't set any particular goals. Um, I, I think it still feels relatively new. Um, so I'm just going to see how it goes for now. I think one of the main things I want to do is become as qualified as I can. So um, I'm just finishing up on my on my level three. I'm hoping to go on to level four pretty soon after that. Um, and then see where it takes me. I think there's things I want to achieve at at school, um, and I think after that, if professional going back into the professional game, I think is something that I would definitely consider going forward. So, if Lancashire came knocking, would you be interested? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's it's something I would I would definitely look towards. I think in the future, um, yeah, definitely. Right, well, well, that's it, Carl. Um, I'd just like to say thank you very much for, for your time this evening and uh, for being our, our very, very first guest on the Back to Sport podcast. No problem at all. Thanks for having me on. Well, that's it for the second episode of the Back to Sport podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to suggest a subject for one of our podcasts, then please get in touch. To find out more about the Back to Sport programme and how you can get involved, Please follow the links on the podcast homepage to visit our website and Facebook page.